in Shmuel from Perakid Zion. Again, we discussed how David had come to visit his brothers in the camp. And he held him back Pasuk Chavad. So David had heard Goliath's threat, challenge. He saw the Jewish people all ran away in confusion. And Pasuk Chavad, So David, who was the visitor to the camp, he wasn't one of the soldiers, he said to the people standing around him, what will be done for the person who who hits or you know, who attacks or kills this Pishti? And is going to take the embarrassment away from the Jewish people. The fact that the Pishti kept threatening or challenging the Jewish people and nobody was willing to stand up to him was a source of embarrassment for Klai Israel. So David said, What's going to happen to the person who vindicates Klai Israel? Why? Because who does this Pishti think he is? That he's going to disgrace, he's going to embarrass the armies of Hashem. Rekim Chaim is Hashem. And so first we see the difference in attitude. And that is whereas all the other soldiers, like we saw in the previous Pasuk, they ran away because they were so afraid. So David isn't overcome by fear when he hears the Pishti. It's, if anything, it's indignation. This is an embarrassment to Klai Israel. Someone should do something about it. So the people thought he meant, what rewards is he going to get? And therefore they said, the king promised wealth, the king promised his daughter, the king promised freedom from taxes. And so they told him that there's a lot of uh, benefits to whoever wants to kill the Pishti. Now, this was a conversation between David and the soldiers around him. And David's oldest brother, Eliyav, overhears the conversation. And it says, so David's oldest brother hears when he's speaking to everyone around him. So Eliyav gets angry with David. Why did you come here? And the little and our flocks of sheep. We did you abandon them within the desert? You meant to be the shepherd. Why did you need the sheep to come here? And uh, the real reason was because Yishai sent him. Uh, Yishai told him to, to go to his brothers and bring them food and check up on them and. Uh, he left the sheep as a shamer. But he has done some conclusions. And he says, I know that is a person who wants to do things like willfully. He doesn't know what they're meant to do, but they want to get to do things their own way. And therefore, it was like an act of, so to speak, rebellion that you left the sheep and came to, to the army. That's really the And how bad your heart is. You wanted to see battle. In other words, uh, he ascribes the fact that David came to uh, enjoyment in seeing, in seeing battle, uh, even though he wasn't a soldier, he wasn't meant to come to the army, but he abandoned his job, so to speak, as being a shepherd. Why? Because he had a, 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 a propensity for all the action, and all the tumult of the battlefield, which he calls Rayale. The person wants to be see all the killing and all the fighting, it comes from, it comes from a, a source which is bad. Now, that wasn't obviously David's intention, and Leah was wrong on two points. Number one, what made him angry? It says he got angry when he heard David speaking to the people. Um, so, first, let's understand in the context what, what made Leah angry, and then we'll decide why he, was wrong, why he was wrong about it. So, you see that. that it wasn't that when Eliyahu saw David, he got angry. It's when he heard what David said. 
It says, Vayishma when the Vidavila Why? Because it sounds like what David was saying was, why is nobody getting up to fight? That this Kishti is embarrassing the Jewish people, that was not doing anything about it. And Sayyidi of was a soldier, it looked like this is a personal insult. Like, you're saying, like, why none of us getting up to soldiers getting up to fight? Like, what do you think you are? Like, you weren't meant to be a, even, you are meant to be a shepherd. You are part of the army, Michal. But you just came here to see fighting. And that's why he responds, Akira, by attacking back. That you, 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 don't, uh, you don't belong here. And all you want to see is people getting killed. You just want to see if fighting. That's the royal name. So that's why Elio took personal offense. It wasn't the fact that David was there. Uh, he, David came to bring him food. It was more like David like, kind of was wondering like, where, where the soldiers was. Why is David getting up the fast guy? Yes. And that's what made Elio angry. But, but the fact that he's not supposed to be there. Now, again, what's, na- what's, the, what's the, the main point of why, why no one stood up? Because they were too afraid. Okay, so why wasn't David afraid? You see the guy, he's a giant. That he's threatening everybody, he's much stronger than anyone else's. So it makes a lot of sense on our setting What's David wondering about? So this goes back to the point we said before. The king gets a Ruach Kavura. The king gets a Ruach Kavura. He's not scared. Just like all the Shaftim, when they went to fight, whether it was Midian or it was Amalek, or it was a Christian in the times of the Shaftim, and he took the Gidon, Yifta, whichever the Shaftim was at the time, took on tremendously big odds against them. Fought a vastly superior army. And they went and they did it and they weren't afraid because Hashem gave them the Kayach. Hashem gave them the Kayach and therefore they weren't scared and like, wow, they are so much bigger than us, stronger than us, better, better equipped than us. No, when there's a Ruach Kavura from Hashem, then the person goes. He's, 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 he's given that, he's fortified with that Ruach from Hashem that, that strengthens him. And that's why David didn't understand what he was so scared of. Because he wasn't scared. Why not? Because he had the Ruach of Hashem in him. And the soldiers, especially his brothers, who were so scared, and they see David like kind of a provider. What's going on? Why is no one fighting? So they didn't describe it to the fact that David's the king, and that's why he has the Ruach Kavura. They saw it as a sign of Ruach as bad menace. That like, you, you don't care if people get killed. So you don't take human life seriously. So that's why they said, come on, let's go, go fight. What's going to happen? And it was, that was a mistake. Um, the second Mekodah, and this is where we saw what Hashem told Shmuel about Salih right from the beginning, he doesn't deserve to be a king. Why? Because uh, Chazal said in this, you see, Eliyahu had a very quick to anger. And that's not a middle that a king can have. You know, it was the caricature of the king. It sounds the opposite said That the person who gets angry quickly is going to, as a king, has power. And as Shara said, he's going to kill people because they, they, they rub him up the wrong way. So a king has to have the middle of control much more, which you see Eliyahu didn't have. Was that a bit of weird of the Ruach Hashem? David responded, "Be yemi David mei asisi ata." Alay David. So David responds to him. He says, "What did I do? Like, what, that you blame me for these things?" Alay David, which means I just spoke. You blame me for for coming here with bad intention, for abandoning the sheep, whatever it is. So he leaves his brother. By Yisuf mei asli al mul acher. By yemi kadav azeh. By shivam dava kadav rishon. So David goes to other soldiers, why is nobody fighting? He said the same thing, you're in the fight, you'll get wealthy, you'll get the king of order. But that wasn't what David wanted. He wasn't, it wasn't like he wanted to verify what the reward was going to be. He heard it already. But he was more like kind of, this, that this is a challenge to Kaish, or why is no one standing up to fight? So everyone said, oh, you know, it's like a truth, it's a big reward for standing up. But no one's volunteering to do it. And then what David's question was, well, what's, why, is, why is nobody willing to... To fight, why is no one willing to do anything? 
So the soldiers hear that this David Rebbe wasn't a soldier, but they hear about this person who's kind of challenging the soldiers. Why don't we get into fight? So David was saying that it wasn't uh, that there was someone who wasn't that terrified uh, of Goliath. Other Rabbis, he was wondering the other way around why nobody was dealing with Goliath. So Shol takes it. In other words, talk to him to hear what 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 David offers to. David So David says to Shaul, Nobody should be harsh and poor. No one should be that afraid of God. Yes. himself. I'll your servant me. As me, I'll go and I'll fight the fish. David didn't just mean that. Why is no one else doing it? David was fully prepared to go himself. Once again. What was driving him? David wasn't a soldier. He wasn't uh, experienced in war. As God has besides being strong, was an ex- extremely experienced fighter. As you saw, he's been involved in all the battles that the fish have won until now. It comes back to the same point. When there's a real Hashem, which is pushing somebody, so then there's a certain confidence, there's a certain kayak, which man is not afraid. The process is the same thing about Mashiach. When Mishael is going to go and fight all the enemies, all the armies against Kai Israel again, vastly superior forces, be vastly outnumbered, but the Nachal of Ruach Hashem, Ruach Achmog, Bina Ruach Eitzel Gvura, of the Ruach of Eitzel and Gvura, and you won't be scared. And you may let the, he'll, he'll go to fight, and because there's a Shem who's behind him. And the David Sarat himself, so that's, that's gives the person the Kayach. Without being afraid, without even seeing, it doesn't even seem rational because you're taking on someone that doesn't make sense. Sure, but uh, what's pushing David to do it? Mir Pishti what he's standing up to fight the army of Hashem? That can't be. And as soon as there's a shot, in the same sense, I'm going to go fight. But yeah, Mishal David, no tochal alechis of Pishti You're not going to be able to go fight him. Kinaarata, you're a young boy. And he's an experienced warrior. In other words, it's very nice if you want to try. You're not going to be able to do it. It's not a, you're not a match for him. So what's David's answer? It's not an answer to David's answer. David says back, He says, It's true, I'm not a soldier. I was a shepherd. I used to watch my father's sheep. What happened is that a lion and a bear both came and they grabbed sheep from the flock. So I chased after them, and I hit him, and I saved the sheep from his mouth. I the lion or the bear, each one in turn, attacked of it, and I grabbed onto the lion's mane, and I hit him and I killed him. It wasn't just the lion, same thing with the bear. I hit them, and therefore, this fish is not better than them. Why? Because he's dared to curse, to embarrass, to insult the army of Hashem. What's the story? What's Lavi trying to say? Now that he has no experience in the battlefield, 
But he says, I killed an iron in the bed, and therefore what? And therefore you, you, you don't understand I'm strong, and therefore he got us too. Well, the argument's obvious. The lion and the bear weren't wearing armor. Right? So he managed to hit the lion, that's a, he managed to kill the lion. But Goddess is dressed in he's like a tank. He's dressed in metal, he's dressed in army, he has people, he has soldiers in front of him. Like, it's not the same thing. Also, the Goddess is armed. He has his spear, he has his, like it says, he has his uh, lance. It's not like, a, okay, well, I killed the lion, I can kill your Goddess. And that wasn't the point that I was trying to say. I wasn't trying to say, well, if I'm strong enough to kill the lion, I'm strong enough to kill Goddess too. Uh, let's ask him the question itself, the story itself. Why did we do that? A lion comes and takes a sheep. Okay, it's an onus. You're a shepherd. You can't, you can't fight lions. You mentioning where Rabbi Kama says that uh, the, the zero is potter. It's as if a wolf or a fox comes and takes a sheep or a cat. Okay, so you shouldn't fight with them. But if it's a lion, what do you mean to do? So David wasn't to try and save the sheep. And why was it there? Get him to put himself into Sakana for a sheep. And he went to take on the line to save the sheep, let the sheep go, and save the line. What was, what, what, what was David trying to say? No, I went and fought the line, and saved the sheep, and I killed the line. Well, what's, uh, well, what's he trying to tell Shalom with that? And why is it meant to be a reason why he's going to kill Goliath as well? Um, so it's like this. The, there are also the Chazals, which there wasn't just a line. And the bats, Gamma said, like Gamma comes to include, there were other animals too. There's like lots of things that David was fighting against. What does it look at? What does it look at? So, when David tells the story, he puts the emphasis on an interesting point. The, he says it twice. He says, the lion came and took away a sheep. I went after him and I hit him and I saved the sheep. And then he fought with me and I hit him and I killed him. What was the liquid? So also he grabbed his, his beard. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was uh, the lion's mane. That was to hold him. He was trying to attack him. So help him okay. So what was the what what was the the message meant to be? What was he trying to say with this? So what what Toby was trying to what tell Shaw was that so that just like in the case of it was the shepherd. Now, if you ask, why did you let the sheep go? Why was it in you to try and chase the lion and fight the lion to save the sheep? What was, uh, it's not that important. <laughs> but anyway, the Nakura was that David felt that, just like Yaakov Avinu said to David, he was a shepherd, he said that I took a Christ for your sheep. The only thing I'm the sheep was the Maya Christ. So David said, I took a Christ for the sheep. And if that's the case, part of my Christ was to protect the sheep. So that's it. So because I was, I wasn't just saying, okay, now I'm doing what I was a shepherd. The lion comes and I can tie no innocent and basically not be part of the sheep go. So no, I'm taking a rise for the sheep. I'm going to make sure the sheep are safe. If that's the case, I'm not scared to fight the lion to say to 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 to, to fulfill my obligation, so to speak, to keep my Christ. What I'm responsible for, I'm going to do. Now the interesting point is he wasn't trying originally to kill the lion, and that's what he says. I wanted to save the sheep. So I hit the lion to get back the sheep. It's only now when the lion attacked him, so he made it, then I had to kill the lion. But uh, that's what David says advice, for piece I wasn't originally chasing the lion to kill the lion. The, the point was, I chased the lion to get the sheep. Now that the lion attacked me, okay, so I killed the lion too. That wasn't the main point of the story. He wasn't trying to show I'm strong enough to kill lions. What the story is trying to show is, I take a Christ. And if I'm responsible for sheep, I'll chase the lion to save the sheep. I, my equal point was to get back the sheep. 
And suddenly when, was, when, was, when a, a, a bear came, I'll chase the bear. No one's touching my sheep. And that, that was the, the sense of Akhraiz, that if I'm responsible for my father's sheep, that's what he goes with the at the beginning. So I'm going to be most nervous to protect my sheep. And now what does he want to protect? He says, Bimele. If I take responsibility for that, no one's going to embarrass the Jewish army, I'm going to fight God. I'm not just like I was, was, was willing to take a prize for sheep and chase lions and bears to get back the sheep, because I'm responsible for the sheep. If, if I take it that this is an insult to Kali Yisrael, insult to Hashem, and therefore I feel for my prize to stand up for Hashem, I'm not, I'm not scared to fight God. So he wasn't trying to show that how strong he was, or that he, if he can kill a lion, he can kill God. Like we said, you can make lots of nakumidas between the two. We try to say is when Shaw says it doesn't make sense, you're gonna fight God, yes, he's, he's much bigger than you, he's much a much more experienced soldier. David's answer was, you're gonna say the same thing about a lion. But the Maisa, if I'm, I'm responsible for sheep, I'll fight lions. If I feel responsible for the, uh, the army of Faisal, I'm gonna fight God, yes too. But if someone's an Ayanist uh, or way above an Ayanist, it's 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 probably, wouldn't it be also for him to wouldn't it be usher for a regular person, let's say, just because he feels responsible? Okay, it's very nice he feels responsible. You know, you the medal, but but to put yourself in danger like that, where everybody quote unquote knew that he was going to lose, it's very nice he feel responsible, but you can't do something stupid at the end of the day. Science, I said to answer your question. Now we have a topic. So this is interesting. This is something separate. This is a sign up. This is the end of the topic. And I thought this is something else. I have a topic. Hashem is a Tzadani, we had a Ariel, we had a Dov, we had a Dov, we had a And therefore, yeah, to answer Yassi's question, which is obviously what Tavi wanted to say, and then, okay, but it's very nice, but the Mason, you're going to risk your life, you're going to get killed. So, the, the, the answer was, no, just like Hashem could save me from a lion, from a bear, so the same Hashem is going to save me here. Rashi brings in a Chazal. Rashi brings in a Chazal that Sometimes Sadiqim had remez from what happened that they saw that this was going to be uh, a symbol for what happened in the future. The other example Rashi gives is Mordechai. Mordechai, when Esther got taken to the palace, so he understood some, and somehow is, that's going to make a big difference to Kaddish at some stage. And that's why he tells her later that you came to Paris for a reason. I understood already then that there must have been a reason why Hashem was in the palace. And that was the same to Shah. He said, if it's set up for me, that it's Hashem set it up, that you showed, showed me with the story of the lion and the bear, that I could kill them, so then I understand. Just like how I, I, had, I had the craft to save the sheep, this is meant to be a lesson to me, that you meant to stand up for Tai too, and I'll save Tai Shol as well. In other words, again, not because I'm strong enough, but because you put the two factors together. If I feel uprised or something, and I see that I should get into the Shmaya. And that means that I see that there's the right thing to do. If that's the case, then I think it's the same thing over here. If, I, if, I feel, if I'm the one who feels that I have to do something about it, then I'm going to just get the Shmaya to do it. Is there also like a reference of set? But uh, a similar idea, you find by other stories in the Tanakh as well. That someone who feels that, okay, that this is my Christ to do, and therefore I, can, I think I should help me do it, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's going to need a lot of miracles. An example is Pinchas. Same thing. When Pinchas goes to kill Zimri, like the Gemara says, there has to be a whole string of miracles to make it work. Otherwise, Pinchas would have been killed himself. But he went and did it. Why? Because if he felt that Christ, this is something which needs to be done. Like he told him, this needs to be done. And Rachel told him, fine, 
Did Pinchas have any sort of past experience that would have given clarity that this is what he should be doing, just like the other guy? We don't know everything of Pinchas' life, but we'll assume he's one of the kind who stood up to kill the people after they grew up, one of the Navy, or other things like that. So it could be, yes, he had experience standing up for Hashem in the past and standing over here. David says, he made it, it's not just that, that uh, I think I'm strong enough, it's the other way around. It's, uh, I saw from the lesson then that. I do what I feel is the right thing to do, I see I get said the Shmai. And where did he see that? Like I said before, he wasn't trying to kill the lion. He was trying to get back the sheep. The fact that now the lion turned on him, it's not even said the Shmai to, 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 to kill, to destroy, the, to defeat the lion. That was the Shmai. Now you see again the son of, and then afterwards, In other words, In other words, does it make sense to him, this argument or not? And it wasn't an immediate response from Shol's behalf, because on the one hand, uh, it made no sense that David would be the one to attack Goliath if he's a candidate to Jewish people bring forward. And remember, the, the terms of the deal were, if I beat your candidate, you're going to be slaves to us. So Shol, the king, has to make a very serious decision here, because if you're going to stand up a candidate who's going to lose, it's not just he that's going to lose, it's not the Jewish people that's going to lose. But uh, on the other hand, on the other hand, David is a good argument. And that is, you see, no one else is willing to stand up. Uh, David says, I'm willing to do it, and that's why I think I'm going to get to say this one. Shows in the quandary. Is it the right thing to do, David, go or not? And the end, if David, that's what David goes to say, and he says, it's not me. I say, Hashem is going to give me to say this one. I say, go. And Shaul says, Hashem, you know. If that's what you feel, go. Hashem will help you. Were they actually going to keep the side of the deal? Did the Polish amendment keeping their side of the deal? Well, we'll see. The mass is, let's read the story, we'll see what happens. Anyway, that's the decision Shal has to make. Now, Vayalbe Shal has to be So Shal says, okay, so if you're going to go fight first, I'll give you my armor. But Nasan Kaiva and the Khaishas are Roshai, so he gave him also a copper helmet. The Alpha Shirian also gave him armor so he could meet Goliath like also like a like a warrior, like a gnat, also in full body armor. The question here is that we saw originally that this was Shoal's own armor that he gave David. So where? Shoal, the Pasuk said, was Mishrik of Amaya Gabami called Israel. Which means he was taller than anyone else in Ta Israel. And if that's the case, how would his armor for David? What was he thinking? So, the God was thinking. But, uh, the, the, what happened was, as I say, is when David put it on, he grew to fit it. So now, the armor fit David, not that the armor is strange, David grew. So now, Shal looked at very strange. One second. There's something miraculous going on here. It's not his size. Can you know there wasn't that much uh, suits of army in Kaish, or the king had them, but not many other people had so, which Shaul is going to offer David army, he had to offer his own. But he thinks he was going to fit David, and suddenly it fits David perfectly. So Shaul sees a nice happening. And that's why he starts to get worried. There's something here which is miraculous. Now, on the one hand, it's very good, because then that means Hashem is not David with Goliath. On the other hand, 
this is a sign to me that there's something if David has a certain kayak or certain certain which I don't have. The armor fits the king. Right. Right, armor the king. Now, and uh, that's why we're going to see the next pasuk. And then David takes Shaul's sword and puts it on top of the armor. And he wants it to go. According to some of Hashem, other of Hashem, he wasn't able to go with all the armor on. He don't need so. The time explains that because he hadn't, he wasn't used to wearing armor. The man said armor might be protection, but armor is heavy. And therefore, if a person is not used to wearing a full metal suit, so it's, it's very difficult to move with it. Okay. The David, now that he is fully dressed in metal, he tries to move, and it's very difficult. He's not used to wearing armor. But he does not show that he's playing it. Yeah, he sees it, but he said that it takes a while for him. So I can't, I can't move with these things. Now that's a simple chat. That uh, armor was too difficult for those, it's so uncomfortable, so it takes a while off. Based on the Chazal, we said before uh, that Shaul looks in somewhat bewilderment or maybe suspicion. How does this fitting David? This is Ma'am, he's much, much bigger than David is. So I understand he fit into it. So David noticed that. David noticed that uh, Shaul's uh, discomfort in the fact that the armor fit him. He says, I'm taking the armor off. It's not going to help me. And that's why he tells her, I can't go with this and takes all off again. Not because, uh, let's say, he was wanting to risk himself more, but because he realized that, uh, so to speak, if this is going to cause Shaul uh, disappointment or worry, so that's not the way I'm going to get this establishment. And therefore, you have to put all, all the armor on before it takes all the armor off. Obviously, it's not going to help so much. Shaul still saw the nice happen. So whether he's wearing the armor or not wearing the armor, it already arouses a certain suspicion in Shaul. Like, what's going on here? How come the armor with David? As you're going to see later on, Shaul's going to still think about this way, way later in the story. Like, what happened there with the armor with David? Anyway, so now this is David takes the armor back off, but he's still willing to fight God, he's still this time without the armor. And there's another point here as well. We saw this by Gideon, and we see this here as too, and we'll finish with that. And that is, there's a certain element that what Hashem wants to do in this, he wants it to be a very clearness. And that's how when Gideon raises an army to go fight Midian, Hashem says, you have way too many people. Send half of them home. And send more of them home. Until eventually the Gideon's left from a few thousand that he started with, he's left with 300. And remember the, the Apostle can show from the about the army of Midian, there was Kachal Asher Sasayan. Enormous amounts of people. And he's taking over 300. And what is the point of that? The answer is, Hashem said, if Hashem, that if Hashem wants to do a nice, so he wants to make it clear it's a nice. And therefore, if anything could, uh, doesn't, it could have been explained any other way, it's not enough of a nice, it's in, it, it doesn't bring the talus Hashem wants a nice to cause. And it's the same thing with David, even though David wasn't a soldier. And even though the Maes of was much bigger than him and stronger than him. But had he been also wearing full body armor and weapons and everything else, okay, so people would say, you know, David could have had a good move, managed to. Like, you know, he was quicker, he was younger, whatever, whatever other reason you want. It will take away from the value of the nest. But if David's going to go without armor, without any sword, just with stones, like we're going to see, so then that exemplifies and that which magnifies the sense of nest, is what, which is what Hashem wanted. So that's why even after having won, the armor, David takes a lot, and he goes to battle without it. Like, better Hashem will see you next time.